1: Eyes, get you a cup of coffee. It's time to wake your ass up with Ray G. You honestly are making absolutely no sense and you sound silly as hell. Let's get it. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good, good morning. people. It's your boy Ray G here, live. Wake up with Ray G, and yes, Jay Rich, you are in the intro. You are in the intro because we were going to start this show off with the bet. That you made versus oh, no. me. This, yeah, damn it. You thought it was just gonna be me, intro and the people. We're getting right to it. I'm no good mornings. We ain't getting to no chat. Where's my money at? I want my case to Topa Chico. For those of y'all who missed, for those of y'all who missed the show on Friday, we had two bets. Jay doubled down. He told me that not only was Russell Wilson going to outscore Daniel Jones in fantasy, he also said Case Keenum would. Now The Case Keenum bet has been voided because he did not play. But what happened to your boy Russ? What happened to your boy Russ? And it's time to pay the piper.
0: Russ did what he could do. He did the best he could do. Jerry Uh Judy got hurt. He threw the ball to some Mm. guy named Virgin. And it's okay. Right? It will be on the way. You live in a small town, so the Uber drivers aren't up yet. But when they get up and they are ready to start working, you know, I know you guys in the small towns don't like to get up too early, but you and I, you know, the real workers out here, the workforce of the content creation community. We are up. We are here for the people. Are you gonna pay well, you the? Are you, you gonna the pay bet?
1: the bet? Are you gonna? I pay will the pay, the pay you.
0: I'm gonna see if I can get it delivered to your house first, and if not, I will send you. a All transcript. I
1: know is I only got one more Chico left, so I need that. Good morning, good people. It is Monday, November the fourteenth, twenty twenty two. Y'all decide to wake y'all asses up with Ray G. And for that, I appreciate y'all being here, man. You know, we got to have some fun on the show bright and early. Shout out to the people that pay the bills, prize picks, man. Use that promo code WAKE UP for a 100% deposit match up to $100 if you're a first time user. And y'all know I can't start the morning without that Michelle Adoro coffee. You got to get some of that 15% off. Use the promo code WAKE UP. Dope coffee, holiday season. Get you some of that good stuff. Let me tell you. I ran out and I had to go to Walmart and got that off-brand, that old donut shop coffee. It does not hit like that, Michelle Adoro. You got to get some of that. Use that promo code Wake Up. Get 15% off, baby. But who we got in the building? Good morning to uh David in the building. What's up, David? Uh, Jacksonville fan right there, man. Uh, rough weekend for them. Dynasty Berry, good morning to you. Brock Jeff Saturday. We will talk about old Jeff Saturday. Turbo three hundred. Dolphins offense is amazing and fun to watch. Big shot Matt Bruning. Good morning, Matt Bruning. Drake May QB one. Drake May QB one in twenty twenty four. I'm just gonna say this. I don't know how. I, I get that he's a young quarterback. Quinn Ewers. I'm, I'm I'm having a hard time, Matt. I'm having a hard time with old Quinn Ewers from Texas. I'm having a hard time. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to get me there, Matt, because I'm not. I'm not always sold on him, big dog. Who we got in the building? Big Shy, Chris in the building, Marlon, Pello. uh, I already said Dynasty Barry, David, Leo, Mike Anderson. Mike, did you watch some NBA last night? Did you watch the NBA last night, Mike? I know you're dying for NBA content. What's going on, Lindsey Mack? South Harmon in the building. Make sure you tap in. To Adam and Mike, make sure you tap into Eugene and Ike and Off the Line Fantasy Football, Jeff Mueller's Injury Podcast, Troy and LQ, Eric Vanek, Scott Connor, Destination Dynasty. Today, man, the team is doing great things over here at DDJ. I will properly bring you into the show now. How you doing, my friend? I'm good. I'm good. I've been better. You know, you did win our bet, so Mm -hmm. I got to pay up. You do, and that's fair. And you You got to stop shitting on Daniel Jones. Jay, Jay well, is in our group chat in, in well, the Discord. Oh, Daniel I Jones mean, didn't play that well. Not that good of a day. QB 9, right? Is he not QB 9 uh, on the week? QB QB 13, you okay, know, QB behind 13. Kenny Pickett, All behind right. Marcus Mariota, only completed 13 passes, you know,
0: some busted plays over there from the old Houston Texans. Can always count on them to have right, bad defensive you. play. So it is what it is. Matt Ryan, QB 4 on the week, right? Mm. what's up with that? Mm. But yeah, I'm having a good day outside of the bet being lost. And obviously the Minnesota Viking threads are back out because yeah. they won the game of the year.
1: Yeah, they did. They did. They, they hell did. Yeah, we they got did. we got a lot to get into. Some people said they didn't really pay attention to football yesterday. They were out, had other things to do. Um, so we got to get into it. But there's a lot of injury news um, to get to, Jay. So uh, before we, uh, I, guess, uh, I guess we just need to get to it, man. You, you, are you ready for your... Uh, for your straight are you ready? Are you ready, Jordan? I'm, I, I, I'm ready for the CBS.
0: The biggest news in the world of sports. Covered and brought to you by one man, Jordan Richards. This is straight facts presented by Michelle Adoro. All right, everybody. So there is a CVS receipt worth of things to talk about in terms of injury, but let's get right into it talking with Cooper Cup, who very much likely has a high ankle sprain that he suffered versus the Arizona Cardinals yesterday. They said the worst case scenario was avoided, which I assume is a season ending injury. But in my opinion, if he has a high ankle sprain, why on God's green earth would he come back and play for this abysmal Rams team? I understand Matthew Stafford might grind it out the rest of the season, but Cooper cup, everything he's done for that franchise, in my opinion, they should sit him. But if he does come back, at least that will be good for your fantasy rosters. But I would expect to miss him for the next three to five weeks, potentially hasn't been diagnosed yet, but the mechanism certainly was not good and, did look like a high ankle sprain. We know the high ankle sprains will be limiting even when people, when receivers or running backs do come back, that ability to cut is affected. So we'll see what Cooper Cup's effectiveness is, especially when you consider the fact that offense is already bad. I'm not so optimistic on Cup rest of the season. And if he does come back, it will probably be limited, but we will wait for the official diagnosis. For all we know, Cooper Cup has that warrior blood and he'll be back next week. But Let's wait to see on that. On the other side of that game, Zach Ertz suffered a knee injury that is supposed to be multiple weeks. Looked like an ACL tear, but apparently it's not an ACL tear. This will be a th- a theme going on throughout this entire segment, but we'll see what happens with his. Is We're waiting for the diagnosis on that. Um, Ray, there is a big, Part here where ACLs actually are easy to diagnose. There's a pretty simple test that you can do. So if they're saying it's not an ACL, chances are it's probably not, but it could be an MCL, could be an LCL, PCL, all these various knee ligaments that they can't test for as easily. So we'll have to wait for the MRI to confirm that. But it is supposed to be multiple weeks and he was carted off the field. Now, Gerald Everett left in the second quarter last night with a groin injury. We aren't sure the severity on that quite yet. So we'll have to wait and see. But for a team that is completely devoid of weapons at this point, I'm not sure what they're going to do out there. DeAndre Carter is balling his ass off and Josh Palmer is doing his best, but they need to get somebody in there for the Chargers because they are competitive, but they are not winning games despite having virtually nobody to throw the ball to for Herbert, but we'll see what happens with Everett, but they definitely need him back. Trey McKitty will be the obvious beneficiary there. If Gerald Everett is out an extended period of time, Jerry Judy left in the first quarter, He did not have an Achilles injury, but it sure as hell looked like an Achilles injury. So we're waiting to see the diagnosis on that. It'll be something to do with his ankle. He grabbed the back of his ankle, limped off the field. So we're waiting for diagnosis there. Hopefully it's not too long, but Judy has had some ankle injuries in the past. So hopefully it's not too bad, but we will get the diagnosis on that one. Uh, Dolphins Edge, Emmanuel Agba tore his tricep and will miss the remainder of the season, which is not great for them because they had a great week this week rushing the pasture with only four and didn't have to blitz as much. So missing Agba will definitely be felt. Khalil Herbert is dealing with a hip injury. We haven't heard about that one really at all. I was doing some research this morning trying to find out what the extent of that injury was. If he misses, obviously, David Montgomery looks great for fantasy going forward. He'll be the primary ball carrier, even though that's kind of Justin Fields right now. We will get into Justin Fields. But Herbert dealing with that hip injury is definitely not great. Juju Smith-Schuster took a very hard hit over the middle of the field. He is going to be in the Tua concussion protocol this week. Honestly, Ray, I don't know if we should even expect him to play because of how bad that hit, hit yeah. looked. So in my opinion, there's no guarantee he plays. I think you should be looking to make other arrangements just in case. They do play the Chargers. I believe that was flexed into Sunday Night Football. So a big game, but based off how he looks, I'm sure they're going to be very strict with what they do with Juju. And Leo said it in the chat to Tony's season. Very well could be this week against the Chargers and their pass defense. Then Leonard Fournette left the Sunday's game with a hit-pointer injury. Those are typically one- to three-week injuries, but you know that's more for the common folk. And on top of that, the Bucs are on bye this week, so there is additional time for him to heal up. But if he does not play, Rashad White, who had 22 carries on Sunday morning, would be a full goal against a Browns defense that got gashed this week by the Miami Dolphins. So we'll see what happens with Leonard Fournette, but it could be Rashad White's season up against a very bad defense in the Cleveland Browns. And Jeff Saturday, or as someone said in the chat, Jeff Sunday got his first Uh win as head coach for the Colts over the abysmal Las Vegas Raiders uh he started Matt Ryan he made the right decision thank God Sam Ellinger take your ass to the bench where you belong Matt Ryan like I mentioned QB4 on the week and Jonathan Taylor had himself a good game as well but I'm sure we'll get into that Ray is there anything I missed or anything you want to touch on before we get into the top 10 takeaways of the I week? mean
1: just injuries galore I mean it's just everybody got hurt. I mean shit you're just trying to get out of Sunday it seems like that's every week you know what I mean um but yeah man a lot of injuries um Hopefully, hopefully everybody's okay. Hopefully, Judy avoided the Achilles. You were talking about a simple test for the, um, for the ACL. It's a very simple test okay. for the Achilles as well. You just lay flat, put your leg up, they squeeze your calf. If your foot moves, then your Achilles is intact. If it doesn't, which I have first-hand experience, they squeeze your calf and your foot just dangles there, that means you tore your Achilles. So hopefully that's not the case for Judy. Hopefully the hip is just old man pains for uh, Leonard Fournette, old man Lenny's hip hurting. And, yeah, Jeff Saturday, man. I don't know if you saw all the discourse uh, leading into Sunday over that appointment of Jeff Saturday as the head coach, but everybody thought it was just an egregious move to put him – as a yeah. head coach with no experience, I said it was disrespectful to the game. Um, you know, shout out to Saturday who got a dub. The Raiders are awful. And if they were picking today, I believe they'd have, like, the number two or number three overall pick in the NFL draft, which... Yeah, number two. Right about wow. Houston. Wow. Like, yeah. bro... If that was on the bingo card to start the season, would you have even bought that? With Adams, with Waller, with Renfro, with Mister Five Thousand Yard Passer himself, and the genius of Josh Number Two Overall. I, man, I, I don't even know. I don't know where to start today, man. I, I've got to. I guess the start for me is in Dallas, man. I, got, I, I am just. Oh over, come on! <laughs> I'm over this team, Jay. I'm so, I'm so tired, man. I'm tired of being tired. I'm tired of being what a meltdown by Dallas. Um, Dak and CD could not get on the same page early. Dak throwing picks, CD running the wrong routes. Micah Parsons is I-, I don't know where he's at. They got him playing off ball linebacker. What, yeah. what, what are we doing? What are we doing, Dallas? You know? Uh, 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 Christian Watson running downfield, wide asshole open, can't stop the run. Uh, the- Jalen Tolbert. Jalen Tolbert, what are you doing? He is literally on the defensive side of the ball at receiver. Gets a damn off. What are you, like, this is, this, this is the Cowboys, man. This is Mike McCarthy. This is Dallas. I really don't know what to say. I mean, CeeDee Lamb had a monster day. Probably should have been wide receiver baller of the week. 11 for one fifty two two touchdowns. Um, Tony Pollard did his thing. Yep. I I, I, I have no words, man. I mean, the wife saw me last night, Jay. I'm at the kitchen counter, slumped over, just looking at the. I'm, I am sick. This team, I, I just, I don't get it, man. Big takeaway is Mike McCarthy ain't it, man. Mike McCarthy ain't it. He needs to go. Aaron Rodgers front running. He's happy now that he finally got a win. Yep. Just Dallas can't beat Green Bay. We just. We can't beat Green Bay. Des Bryant caught it, didn't catch it. DeMarco Murray fumbling. Uh, the, the damn tight end catching the ball. Jared Cook on the We just can't beat Green Bay. Cannot do it, man. I have, no, I have nothing here, Jay. I have nothing. I, I, I literally have nothing, man. I'm I don't even want to talk about this. I mean, Ray, there's not much to say, honestly. The, I think the defense kind of let them down in
0: this one to some degree. You know, they've been hanging their hat on their defense, and somehow, some way, all of a sudden, A.J. Dillon becomes effective against the Cowboys? Yeah. In what world did yeah. anyone see that happening, right? Christian Watson obviously getting loose for three touchdowns, only four receptions, 26.8 a reception, obviously that long of 58 on eight targets. It's it's hard to explain, man. It's It was a get-right game, I guess, for the Packers that no one saw coming. But, I mean, the biggest thing here is, like, you know, Mike McCarthy coming back. He said, "Oh, you know, I would be lying to you if it didn't hurt. Like I didn't want to, you know, get after the Packers just to lose the game and blow it in the final stages." They allowed 14 unanswered, 21 unanswered, or sorry, 17 unanswered if you count the field goal in overtime. Didn't go for the field goal in overtime, which of course he's going to be heavily scrutinized for. But you know, I think Dak, you know, he redeemed himself after a pretty poor first quarter. Dak didn't um, play bad, man. I mean, uh, well, he, early well, they, early they, was shaky, right? But both, then he redeemed himself kind of towards the
1: end. Both interceptions, it was miscommunication between CD Lamb, Dalton Schultz on the first one in the end zone. Schultz was supposed to clear out high, CD Lamb go underneath low. They both ran the same damn route. Pass was picked off. The second one across the middle of the field, CD was supposed to break the route off, he carried it up the field. Another pick. I I, I don't even I don't even mind them going for it. And, and bypassing okay. the field goal, I don't even mind that as much. Like, play to, it was just a play calling, man. Like, before that, offsides by Jalen Tolbert and just, oh, man, holding calls, offsides, just an undisciplined football team. The big takeaway here, CeeDee Lamb, Beast, Aaron Jones got it going, 138 yards, one touchdown. We talked about it. A.J. Dillon finally got to rumbling, right? He had 65 yards yep. uh, on the ground as well. Aaron Rodgers didn't have a huge day through the air. Majority of all his work came through came to Christian Watts and all of his touchdowns did. Um, and then Tony Pollard, another 100-yard day and a touchdown for Tony Pollard. Dalton Schultz back to being the tight end one that he is known to be. This Dallas team just needs another bot. They need another weapon, man. They they need somebody else outside. Gallup is still hobbled from whatever injury ailments that he had. Uh, Jalen Tolbert, just a waste of a third-round pick. Just just awful. Uh, Shout-out to the Packers, though. They got the job done in that one, Jay. Um, But my next takeaway, man, uh, my next takeaway probably – So far, game of the year, no doubt about it. The Minnesota Vikings going into Buffalo and getting a dub in overtime versus the Bills. Josh Allen legitimately fumbling the bag away in that one late. And that one just had an eerie feel about it the whole time. You know, as it's always easy to go back and play revisionist history, should they have taking the safety and play defense but i mean that's a that's a routine just snap and then get it up there but uh for those of you who missed the incredible uh the incredible uh comeback efforts from the Minnesota Vikings we'll just start with the uh wa- let's start with the wide receiver baller of the week jay and just talk about him justin Effin jefferson uh 10 for 193 and a touchdown and arguably not only the catch of the year jay but some people are saying was this the greatest catch of all time? Now, mind you, this catch happened on 4th and 18. 4th and 18. I still don't know how he caught this pass. Look, I mean, where does this rank with the OBJ catch, which most people consider the best catch of all time? Man, it's it's hard for me to dispute the fact that it's the greatest catch of all time. Like, I, I think
0: th- it's it's wild to think that George Pickens really had a greatest catch of all time candidate when this happened in the same calendar year like i understand obj's catch was incredible he was being pulled down which is nuts and i think that's where this has the merit to compete with it he literally snatched the ball away from a player who had two hands on it with one hand the entire time. And like you mentioned, the situation being 4th and 18 is just ridiculous. Um, this will probably go down as his greatest catch of all time. It, it could easily go down as the greatest catch of all time. It wasn't in the playoffs, which kind of adds to that moment. But now that, now that it's OBJ's, I think there's a very good case. And in my opinion, it is, it's, one of, it's probably the greatest catch I've ever seen. It's simply phenomenal what he did. The moment, all of it the in moment. the game. like insane.
1: I I still think OBJ's was better, man. I I think out of sight, out of mind, but when OBJ made that catch, it was like we had never seen anything quite like that, right? Touchdown grab, Brandon Carr dragging him down, full extension. Uh, I think the stakes with this one, because of the moment, the team, like the the feel of the game, it felt bigger, but I still think OBJ has it. I, I still think OBJ has the, if we're going greatest catch, and I don't even want to say of all time, because shit, I'm, I'm 36. I haven't seen every great catch that's ever been made. I saw somebody, I think Mike talked about Donovan McNabb to, uh, was it Freddie Mitchell um, in, in, on a fourth and 26 play? I don't even remember that one, but um, this is definitely up there, and the stakes couldn't get any higher. Kirk Cousins just literally said, fuck it, Justin Jefferson's down there somewhere, throw it to him. And he, I meant. Cousins late was just money, dude. There was one that he put on Jefferson yes. um, down close to, to get them in position to score where Dalvin Cook dropped a pass. Uh, but this game was just crazy, man. There's so many different storylines. Cousins, 357, one touchdown, two picks. Dalvin Cook had over 100 yards rushing and a touchdown, broke one off for 80. One yards, hit 21.6 miles per hour on that run. Old man Cook still getting it done. Diggs went off, 12 for 128. Josh Allen, 6 for 84, 330 passing. I mean, this was just, this was an incredible game, man. This was a a dope game. And then, you know, it looks like the Bills won. They stopped them on fourth and goal at the one-inch line. They get the ball back, fumble, the Vikings drop. it. This was just, and then Josh Allen, another interception, my my question is, man, like, Allen can't be front runner for MVP right now. There's nope. no way. There's no nope. way. There, there's no way Allen is the front runner for MVP. And I and I ask you, Jay, right now, I believe Buffalo in the AFC East is third in their division. I think they're ranked lower than. I, I be. believe if you look at the standings, I think they're third in the AFC East. AFC East right now. Let's take a look. Yep, the Dolphins 2 and 1 in the division, the Jets 2 and 1 in the division, the Bills 0 oh and 2 in the division and 6 and 3 overall. Yeah, the Jets they they apparently are ahead of them right now with New England right there at 5 and 4, best division in football right now, the AFC East. What were your big takeaways from this game because this is the one everybody was tapped into? Uh it's hard to have a ton outside of just like I think the biggest
0: thing for me was we were waiting for that or people were waiting for that quality win from the Vikings, right? Well, they got it. And there's still the excuse it. of, well, Josh Allen wasn't a hundred percent. Well, yeah, he sure looked a hundred percent, 330 yeah. and a touchdown. Like he was running the ball very effectively six for 84. Um, he did everything he could to help them win that game. Obviously the picks late were tough. The first one to Peterson in the end zone wasn't that bad. It was fourth down anyways, but you know, the last one obviously was a bad throw and he admitted that. And it's, I think it sucks man for Allen because we expect such high things from him every week. And it's the biggest thing is that he's just expected to do so much. So if his, if his elbow is actually damaged, like the dude did everything he could to win that game. So I do want to yes. give him credit for that. Yeah. I think they abandoned the run a little bit too early, but again, you know, the, the biggest thing for them is that they really did blow a big lead, right? They were up like what, 30 to 17 at one point. And then all of a sudden, it starts coming back. So coming back, start coming back. And in overtime, they had some kind of questionable calls and stuff like that. But you know, there was the Gabe Davis catch that wasn't really a catch. So that kind of, got them to overtime, but the biggest thing for the Bills is now, Ray, did you see they're in seventh place in the AFC now? They went from first not. all the way to seventh place not. with this loss. This so now not only are they reeling in some in some ways in terms of where they're at in the playoff race, but those lack of divisional wins, knowing that if Josh Allen is potentially banged up, they added another loss to that resume. Like everyone said, oh, Case Kingdom should be fine. He's should to really get them a win versus the Vikings if he's that guy and is good enough running that offense. Now all of a sudden they're looking staring down the barrel of a much tougher schedule, more divisional games on the way and potentially, you know, a tough road through the playoffs if they are a wild card team. So it's going to be tough sledding I think for them, especially if Josh Allen isn't 100%. That's my biggest takeaway. And of course, the Vikings not going to get any respect, but still number 2 in the NFC and clear second seed. It's not even going to be clear. close.
1: Clear. Clear. I mean, running away with that division, they're only lost to Philadelphia. They're eight and one. I, I talk about them um, every week. I'll be on Bleacher Report uh, today at uh, eleven Eastern, and going to talk about Minnesota. I have them right now. Um, it's the number three team uh, in the NFL, man, behind the uh, behind the Eagles and behind the Kansas City Chiefs. Which uh, let's just get into Kansas City as they beat the Jacksonville Jaguars, and it was actually. Jacksonville kept it. They they kept it within the they kept it within range uh against the Chiefs. Um, but Jay, for me, my NFL front runner for MVP is Patrick Mahomes right now. 331, four touchdowns, one interception at 39 yards on the ground as the Chiefs won 27 to 17. Uh Travis Kelsey did Travis Kelsey things. We talked about Juju Smith Schuster in the unfortunate injury for him. So hopefully everything gets okay. But the emergence of Kadarius Toney, who uh, I, I I told you there was nothing wrong with that hammy. It just, him and New York, the marriage just didn't work out. But Tony got involved in the action, four for 57, scored a touchdown. Uh, probably no Juju upcoming for them. How do you think that he can get involved in this offense moving forward? Isaiah Pacheco did lead the team. In carries, uh, he was the primary running back, even with an early fumble. Clyde edwards helaire no carries and only two targets in this one. I believe he played 6% of snaps. So seems like the CEH experience or experiment is over. Talk to me about Tony. Talk to me about Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs really quickly.
0: So let's start with Tony. And I think, you know, we talked about this a little bit when they first got him and what they were missing was that kind of dynamic playmaker in the short area. That's what Tyreek Hill did a lot last year. And I think that Tony can kind of fill that void very well. Now, it'll be interesting how they choose to run this offense if Juju can't go because Juju has been getting those tough yards on third downs and kind of in the intermediate area while MVS obviously is still stretching the field deep. So I'm curious if they feel confident in Moore to really run that role and then Tony can continue to excel in his gadgety type of role. Talking about Mahomes, I mean, not much else to say. I was on this program disparaging Mahomes all offseason. Can he still do it with these weapons without Tyreek Hill and only Travis Kelsey? He clearly can. I was obviously wrong, and I think the question remains, Ray, is that should Patrick Mahomes be QB one in Dynasty? Because I question. still, in some ways, I, I, I still, some ways, think it's Josh Allen because of what he, how much more he offers you on the ground and still how prolific his team is. But Patrick Mahomes is making a case. Like he's over Justin Herbert. He's over Joe Burrow. Yes. It's yes. just is yes. he over yes. Josh Allen, right? Um about G H you, yeah, you talking about. It.
1: Would you you're in a startup right now? You've got your choice of anybody. You're at the one on one spot. You gotta call it right now, Mahomes or Allen?
0: I think I'm still taking Allen. I I just I think I just love what Josh Allen brings to the table. Obviously, Mahomes, same deal, yeah. but the, what Josh Allen continues to do for that offense, and the thing with Mahomes is that now it seems like the running game is going to start to get going, hopefully, yeah, yeah. but he's been throwing the ball a ton, a ton of passing touchdowns, just ridiculous stats for Mahomes all season long. Um, he's really doing what Allen does almost every week for the Bills, right? which is insane. But yeah, getting into CEH, I believe he only played four snaps, like you mentioned, 6%. Um, he was behind Jarek McKinnon. He was behind Pacheco, obviously. Over. Pacheco, 16 carries, 82 Over. yards, all done. And this Over. week, Ray, I talked about this in the Heisman chat. This week, Pacheco plays the Chargers, one of the worst run defenses in the league. I believe they're averaging like six yards a carry allowed. So a big opportunity for Pacheco to really show that he deserves to have that feature role. And he did play very well against the Jaguars. Outside of that, though, um, I'm not sure what to make of the situation with Kansas City. You know, every week is different. Every game plan is different. And I think on the Jaguar side, they played well. You know, they could have got blown up yeah. pretty quickly in that one, but they decided to bunker down, and Christian Kirk obviously had a massive game, nine for 105 and two touchdowns. Yeah, we Kirk talked about off. it. The Chiefs aren't great against the slots, so he definitely took advantage of that matchup. In the I'll slot.
1: say T-Law played well, too, man, and here's one thing I want to caution everybody on is... Being patient with these young quarterbacks, you know, I, I know we live in a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately world where we want immediate production. We want these guys to come out there and smash. But we bailed on Tua early. People didn't want anything to do with him, right? And look at look at Tua now. Tua's playing like an MVP. People were out on Justin Fields, right? And maybe some people were out on the situation. Like, and I, I, I'll say it again, put up the Thanos thing. Fuck it, I'll do it myself, right? Like, and Justin Fields is doing just that. We'll get into him, but all these young cats, T Law still making like there was a throw that he made, I believe, to Marvin Jones, where I'm just like, wow, what a freaking yeah. dime by Trevor Lawrence. You know, so let's let's him, Kenny Pickett, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, just give him some time, right? Let's 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 give him some time. It's okay to react to what the hell is happening right now, right? Like Chase Claypool, nothing from the, yeah. for, like you still look at the Bears and you're like, what are you doing? If it's not Cole Komet, it's literally Justin Fields having to scramble his ass off and do it all for himself. But, you know, Trevor Lawrence looked good, man. Um, he took five sacks. I mean, Kansas City was on his ass early. Like, he couldn't do anything. But just there were throws that he made where you're like, yo, that's that's a big-time throw by by a second-year player. A lot of people already bailing on Kenny Pickett. Like... I don't know if Kenny Pickett's gonna be good or bad, Jay. I have no clue. But when you look at Pittsburgh, I, I can definitively say he's not their biggest issue. Like he is not the yeah. sole reason why they are just done. Like I look at Davis Mills and I'm like, no, no, thank you. But you look, you look at you look at Pittsburgh and you're like, it's not Kenny Pickett's, he's not the reason why they're not winning games or yeah. um, well, they actually won the game. But you know what I'm saying? It's it's not all him is what I'm saying. So I thought Trevor played all right, man. I thought Trevor played all right. But let's go ahead and get into the QB Baller of the Week, and it's a good uh, uh, run it right back. Run it right back. Justin effing Fields, uh, 12 for 20 from the passing department, but he had 314 total yards, 13 carries, 147 yards on the ground. You would figure at some point, the defenses would be like hey we're not going to let this guy run but nope 11.3 per carry long as 67 two touchdowns on the ground and then through the air he had two more touchdowns 167 yards took three sacks did throw an awful interception but Justin Fields man talk about it where are we at with uh where are we at with Fields Jay Ah,
0: man, old Justin Fields. Another 40-point
1: week from the QB1.
0: Just love to see it, Ray. Unfortunate, though, because he didn't get the win, so I don't want to give him too much credit. took an L. Yeah, they took an L, right? And part of it was due to that interception, and the defense didn't play that great, but... You know, we'll see. I think the bigger thing for Fields is that he's stacking good games together, right? He's, I believe, over 60% in his last three games. Obviously been phenomenal running the ball. Wish he could do a little bit more in the passing game. But if you're going to get, you know, around 150 on 20 20 attempts, you know, that big play to commit was huge. That was just great play calling, right? It wasn't anything much more than scheme. Obviously, Fields, they have to make the throw, commit to make the catch. But... Outside of that, you know, the offense looked good. And I think that's the biggest takeaway here is that without the offensive line. I don't
1: know if the offense you don't think looked good. good. No, I don't believe the offense looked good. The offense was pretty bad. Justin Fields was just awesome. I mean, he he's yeah. the he's the difference maker. I mean, offensively, their leading receiver. Cole Komet, shout out to Cody Carpentier, uh player profiler, my boy Cody. He pumped up Cole Komet to the high heavens this offseason and it started off slow. But Cole Komet is turning into a legitimate tight end one. And seems like he, as long as those two stay together, they're scheming Komet open. Justin Fields is looking his way. He led the team with seven targets for Cole Komet. So if you were able to buy low on some Komet in this crazy tight end landscape that is uh, the NFL, you're probably in a good boat with, uh, with Cole Komet. Another two touchdowns. We might as well pull him up because he was the tight end baller of the week. Again, Cole Komet. I mean, he's, he's outproducing everyone's favorite tight end Kyle Pitts. Like, I'm not... I'm not gonna say I'd take Komet over Pitts in a startup, but listen, man, uh, at the cost of acquisition Komet was being drafted as what a mid mid range tight end too uh, this off season, and now you know back to back weeks. Uh, listen, this is this is a pairing that I would want. If you have Fields, I don't want Cole. I don't want fucking Claypool. I'll tell you that. I mean, Mooney, sure. Who else do you want? Like you want Cole Komet as, as in that passing? You want Fields and you want Komet. Is there Are there any other bears you feel con- – you don't feel confident starting Khalil Herbert. You don't feel confident starting the plotter that is David Montgomery. If you look at this team, it's literally Fields strapping them on his back with Cole Komet and saying, let's go get it. Now, it's not materializing into wins, but uh, two very good performances from these two young players, and I'm excited to see the future of these guys. If Chicago can please build around them, like draft – Go draft a receiver. Go get Johnston. Go get Addison. Go get anybody. Anybody. Go get JSN. Anybody. Give give him another competent weapon outside of uh, Chase Claypool. Yuck. On the other side of the ball, Jamal Williams continued to plot his way to two touches and a touchdown. 3.7 a touch. Uh, DeAndre Swift, six carries, six yards. (sighs) He scored. Scored, though. But, yeah, uh... Yeah, Brock Wright scored a touchdown, one for two. The battle between Brock Wright and James Mitchell continues. The answer is neither. Jared Goff, a Goff-like performance. It just uh, outside of Fields, there wasn't an Amon-Ra balled out ten for one yeah. two ten for one seventeen, I think Amon-Ra had. But outside of that, I don't know who else. What else we need to talk about from this game, Jay?
0: Uh, nothing really. You kind of hit on it, right? I think I think the thing to take away with this game, more than anything, is that maybe Fields shouldn't always do it himself, right? Like I think they do need to kind of lean on the actual running backs a little bit more. I understand doing the design runs for Fields, and he was running on his own a little bit too back there. But it's clear that he can do it himself, but it's not necessarily leading to win. So I'm curious if they kind of change the offense a little bit. To your point about Chase Claypool. Again, second week in the offense, how much is he really going to be involved? They tried to get him the ball a little bit, but we'll see if that materializes this season, next season, and hopefully beyond the kids Uh to build around him. But
1: Uh Uh-oh, Alex stirring the pot. He said, have the same energy for Swift as Gibson. Until they get a competent coaching, judgments need to be reserved. Why? Uh Uh. We, we don't why are
0: you expecting anything from Swift? Anyways, they already said he's not going to be that involved in the offense They said they're gonna limit his touches you you, you can't that, possibly was stay. that because of injury or is that performance? Yeah, no, injury? it's injury. They they keep saying that he's not ready. And Dan Campbell said that last week. They said he's not all the way back yet. He's not fully healthy, so they're going to continue to limit his touches. So if he's being limited and we know that, then obviously he's not going to have a peak performance, and he
1: was still pretty good. Uh-oh. Like he wasn't we, great, we got, and you don't want We to got start. one of these in the building. I love when we get the uh, watch the games. Watch the games. Our receive Please watch the games before acting like he wants to do it himself. Lions shut down our wide receivers. in man, what fucking receivers do you have? Like legit, <laughs> who, who, who? Claypool, Darnell Mooney. You, you, you think those, you think those are viable options to get out there and just get it done? Equinemia St. Brown, Dante Pettis, Byron Pringle. Get out of here, man. Get out of here. He has to do it himself. Yes, the Lions defense is one of the worst defenses in the NFL. And you're talking about they shut down the receivers? as an indictment against your wide receiver room. Yes, Justin Fields had to do it all himself. He has to do it all himself. What are we talking about, man? Watch the games. What the hell do you think we do on Sundays? Sit down and play with our fucking dicks, man? What we got next, man? Whoa. What we got next? What we got next, um, man? Oh, watch the go games. Gotta watch Kill- those games. Y'all don't watch the games. My team, we got to watch the games. Get out of here, man. What's next? Who's on the docket, Doc? Can we please go? Oh, wait. I mean, let me check the show sheet first before I yeah, miss anything. There's nothing on did, there. There's, the, nothing, the in the, there's on. nothing in the show sheet. I, you we said didn't check watch the, the games. Like we there was didn't watch on the games. There. There's nothing in the show sheet. Let's go to the Giants and talk about Saquon Barkley. Oh, no. Let's go to, let's go to the Giants. Daniel Jones, back at him, baby. Danny Dimes. 13 for 17, nice, efficient job. QBR of 83, 197 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, no fumbles. But the big takeaway, Jay, Big Dog is back. Big Dog is back. Uh, Dude,
0: stop it, Jay. uh, Stop. Stop. This this was expected, Ray. This was expected. He did not do what Derrick Henry did versus these Texans. He did not do what Henry did, but...
1: But, man, uh, Saquon Barkley, 35 carries. What are we doing? Dayball. Insane. Dayball. You got to keep him healthy, baby. Keep him healthy. But 152, one touchdown for Saquon Barkley. He didn't do anything in the receiving game. One for eight. Um, Darius Slayton led the way with three for 95 and a touchdown. Uh, what Saquon Barkley, man, he's just good. You just watch him play. You're like, his dude is just, he's just good. He's so good, man. He's so good. Are the Giants going to pay him? Are the Giants going to pay him? Well, Ray, what's interesting, and I found this hilarious,
0: did you see he shut off contract talks prior to this game? Uh, Yeah, so he's facing one of the worst defenses in the league. He's like, ah, these contract talks? Yeah, I'm dead in those, right? They give him 35 carries. He goes for 152, which every running back in the history of football this season has done versus the Houston Texans. He had a massive Fire up your running backs versus the Texans. And the biggest thing for me, right, that was the most. So here's my problem. He is doing it kind of in spite of that offensive line because it was shaky early. He was like seven for 12 early in the game. I wasn't sure if he was going to hit his over of 93 yards. He obviously got it done, but only 4.3 a carry, like you mentioned, on those 35 carries. Some of them were really some grinded out carries from Saquon Barkley. Do they pay him? I don't know, but he's certainly getting that Le'Veon Bell treatment this season where it's just, we might pay you, we might, but we're going to run you into the damn ground before the end of this season. So good for us if you own Saquon Barkley. He is a the definition of a bell cow. Positive game script the whole game because the Texans were goddamn terrible again. Damian Pierce did play well, but Saquon Barkley stole the show in this one, even though the efficiency wasn't quite there. He did have some big plays.
1: Yeah, he did, man. Um, on the other side of the ball, On the other side of the ball, uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, Damian Pierce, another 94-yard performance. No touchdowns. He had a longer 44 in that one. Uh, Davis Mills looked real bad early, and then he tried to throw their way back into it. But too little, too late. Texans Texans are in the driver's seat for the number one overall pick. And let me just throw it out there. We got to filter in a little college every now and then. CJ Stroud or Bryce Young? Who? Oh, so
0: in the, Texas, Young. One in of the Texans offense, I think I would probably take Stroud. Okay. I think I probably would take Stroud in Texans offense, but I don't know. I th- I think it's still a toss-up. I don't know if evaluators have a, an opinion on Stroud versus Young right now.
1: One but, of them you know, will I be prefer, in Houston. I prefer one Bryce them, Young. Because, one of them will be in Houston, man. One of them will be yeah. in Houston, so... Uh, Brandon Cook's got his captain stripes taken away. Did you see that? All right, let's move on to another game. We don't need to, we don't need to continue to talk about this one. Let's talk about Tua, man. Uh, Tua, Thank once God, again. Finally. Oh, God, uh, What's crazy is if I told you Tua was going to go throw for 285, three touchdowns, no interceptions, no sacks, QBR of 93, yet Tyreek Hill would be under 50 yards, Waddle under 70 yards, no touchdown for Waddle, would you believe me? Would you believe me?
0: Ain't no way I'd believe you. No way. No just,
1: way. Just throwing touchdowns to Alec Ingold, Trent Sharefield, getting other people involved. It's, he's not going to win it, but should Tua be in the conversation for MVP? He's not going to win it. He's not going to win it. He, he he's is in the it.
0: conversation for MVP. He's, he is tied with Jalen Hurts at 4-1 to one right now on DK. Wait, 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 He's, way, he's way, not way, just way, in the way. conversation. He is Whoa. the conversation.
1: Whoa. Record scratch. Tua is tied for... With Jalen Hurts with the second best odds? Yes, second best odds. Remember, is undefeated
0: on the wow. season. I believe he's thrown three touchdowns in three straight games. Wow. Patrick Mahomes is, is one and a half to one. Jalen Hurts four to one, which I think after this game probably goes up a little bit. And then Tua is four to one with Josh Allen at six to one. So Tua's actually overtaken Josh Allen now, which overtook him in the division too. So I don't hate it. I don't hate the take. Wow. Tua's been balling, man.
1: Balling. Wow. That's dope. That's dope. Good for Tua, man. Good for Tua. And you know what happened again? Yeah, Alex. Hey, Alex. You know we love you. We fired you up, but we love you, baby. Appreciate you watching, man. Long time, long time viewer of the show. He said he deserves to be in the hell. Yeah, he's in it. Apparently, Alex. I, uh, unbeknownst to me, I didn't know he was tied with Jalen Hurts. Um, but the 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 really cool thing about this is again, Jay. No sacks. Our big fear for Tua was him getting hit. Him taking those sacks and and potentially having another concussion, right? Two sacks in the last four weeks for Tua. That's it. That's it. He's getting the ball out. Mike McDaniels. Shout out to Mike McDaniels. Everybody kind of with that hire. And um, he's looking like everything that Sean McVay was two, three years ago right now. Offensively, you can't stop the run because Jeff Wilson and Raheem Mostert are fast and they're just good. You got Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, and apparently you don't even need them to do anything. This is just a good. This is a good offense, man. Now I, I, I I'm not gonna go there with the defense yet, but offensively, this is a good offense, man. This is a good offense, Jay.
0: Yeah. So someone asked in the chat about his odds for uh, Coach of the Year. It's insane. He he is fifth in Coach of the Year right now. Nick Sirianni still obviously leading it. Kevin O'Connell, of course, up there. Brian Dable, Robert Sala, and then Mike McDaniel at eight to one. But you hit on it, Ray. The biggest thing for me is not just the offense and the passing game, but the acquiring of Jeff Wilson, now the RB1 for the Miami Dolphins, 17 carries, 119 yards on a touchdown, and Mm. still caught two passes for 24. Through the air, Jeff Wilson comes into this offense, knows the system, playing with his former coach, balling every single week. I think it's going to be the RB1 going forward for this team. Oh, yeah. And we've seen how fruitful that yeah. role has been. Mostert still saw the end zone. Only 8 carries 65 yards, but did break a long touchdown. He's been great, too. I think both these running backs are going to be great. And on top of that, you still have the running game. Tua, 93.7 QBR out of 100. Just balling right now. It's going to be very awesome. difficult to stop this offense and obviously leading the AFC East. Tua definitely deserves to be in the conversation. I think I'm curious to see if they can catch um, the Chiefs for the number My one bad, seed. I believe Eric. they're a game or two behind them.
1: My bad. Mike Mc. I get I'm getting Josh McDaniels and Mike McDaniel, uh, my black coaching brother, uh Mick confused here. Oh, Mike McDaniel out there. Sorry, Jay. Yes, yes, Jeff Wilson is the RB one, but most of it is dope. Most of the super most of it is really good. Very good. Most efficient. of it is really fast. Um, it's a good offense, man. It's a good offense. Now they did play against the Browns and Jacoby Brissett. He's an average backup. He's an average quarterback in the NFL. Uh, Nick Chubb had a touchdown, but he did have a costly fumble in that game um, at an inopportune moment. But your boy Donovan Peoples Jones, man, just stringing together good performances. We keep talking about when Deshaun Watson gets back. Is it going to be? Who's, who's going to be the other beneficiary outside of Amari Cooper and David Njoku? Is it going to be David Bell? Is it going to be this player? It's going to be Donovan peoples Jones, man. Donovan DPJ uh, playing well. I got some good receipts out there on DPJ, so I need that. I need that DPJ explosion to happen. The Dolphins improved to 7-3 and three and sit atop that AFC East. We had an early morning game from Germany. Tom Brady uh, got the dub versus the Geno Smith-led Seattle Seahawks. Brady was just—he he didn't have to throw a ton. He was very efficient, 22 for 29. A lot of people thought they'd throw it 50-plus times, but they found a ground game, Jay. Leonard Fournette, old man Lenny, before he hurt his hip, he he was he was running hard. He was running real hard. But, man, Rashad White, 22 for 105. You saw him getting work, man. You saw him ripping off long runs, chunk yards. Finally got an opportunity to really get more involved. All the beat reporters were saying all week that they wanted to get Rashad White more involved in the offense. We didn't know if that was coach speak or if that was real talk. And apparently it was real talk. Uh, Rashad White looked really good in that one. Mike Evans and Chris Godwin led the way in receiving. Cade Auden took a little bit of a backseat with Cameron Brake being back. I think I saw his route participation go from like 54% to 29%. So Cade Auden, he still had three for 35. Oh, it caught us three targets, probably a next-year play as long as Cameron Brait is on the field and on the other side of the ball. D.K., Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett scored. D.K. had some big catches, had one called back. I believe Kenneth Walker was shut down. We didn't talk about ETN being shut down, but the the – RB, KTC's RB1 and 2, ETN and Kenneth Walker um, both were uh, ineffective in their matchups. Walker 10 for 17. Could not get it going on the ground, but he did kind of save your day through the air with six for 55. Uh, big takeaways from this one Jay uh Tampa Bay trying to pull it together man they're back at five and five I think we all think that they're gonna win the NFC South none of us are gonna pick the Saints none of us are gonna the Saints still we'll get to them in a second continuing to roll out Andy Dalton which is egregious but not gonna be Carolina and it's not going to be the Atlanta Falcons uh this is uh this is Tampa Bay's division to lose I don't know how dangerous they are in the playoffs but anytime you got to go at quarterback you got a shot right
0: yeah, I think they. I think Ray, way, where I d- sort of disagree with you is, I think they are dangerous. I think they do have something to build off of here, and that was the biggest problem. Was as soon as you thought they could yeah. get going, they kind of got in their own way and lost a game. And the thing for me is that not, it's not like the playoffs start in a few weeks. They still got you know six, seven weeks to really figure this out tune that offense a little bit, get some guys back healthy, acclimated, and really get this defense back to where it needs to be. As you mentioned, Kenneth Walker, they shut him down completely. He's yeah. been one of the best running backs in the league over the past month or so. Now they forced the, the Seahawks to be one-dimensional and they couldn't really do a lot. Now don't get me wrong, the Bucks almost gagged this game away at the end. They, did. they, allowed, they allowed 13 points in the fourth quarter, but before that they, had, they shut, him de- shut him out in the first half and only three points in the third quarter. If it wasn't for the fourth, it would have been very, very close. So Again, I think that the Bucs are in a good spot right now. And if, like you mentioned, playing in that division where they're going to have some easy games down the stretch, they could have an opportunity to be good. And that divisional divisional win will mean a first-round home game. So that is good for them as well going into the playoffs. But I think they can make some noise. We'll see. But they do have some time to get it right. I'm not going to say they're a stalwart in the division. But, you know, behind the Eagles and the Vikings – I think it's pretty close, and I think maybe down the stretch you can make the case that they could beat the Vikings even on the road. I'm not all I think there. I saw a, but I saw a
1: thing where if if the playoffs started today, they'd be facing Dallas, and that's just not what I want to see at this <laughs> point right now. Um, let's go to Pittsburgh, New Orleans really quickly. Wolf. The Saints continue to throw out Andy Dalton. He's awful. He should not be the starting quarterback there. Alvin Kamara, not good either. Eight carries, 26 yards. Didn't get anything going through the air. Olave, nothing Burger got smashed on the sideline. Uh, the only thing positive was Juwan Johnson scored another touchdown. On the other side of the ball, uh, Kenny Pickett was was just running around for his life out there. Uh, threw for almost 200 yards, no touchdowns, no picks. Got sacked about 100 times in that one. But Kenny Pickett has got wheels. I think he ran a 4.6, 4.7 at the combine. He had 51 rushing yards, a rushing TD, looking like young Daniel Jones out there. And remember all that... Jalen Warren's going to take Najee Harris's job. Jalen Warren, RB1. Now he did catch 3 for 40. He did have 30 yards on the ground, but Najee still led the way. 20 99 yards for Najee Harris. Ripped off a long run, uh, 36 yards. Najee looked yeah. like he, look, Najee looked a little slimmer today. I don't know if it was just my TV. He looked a little slimmer on Sunday, but Najee Harris still the obvious clear workhorse back in that offense and I never doubted for a second. Like what are What what are they going to – really? You're going to give Jalen Warren 20 touches? I I highly doubt that's going to happen ever. So good for Najee Harris. I really have nothing else to talk about in this game, and I have very little to talk about from the Denver-Tennessee side. We already touched on Jerry Judy praying it's not an Achilles injury. Uh, Ryan Tannehill was back in, and it just – as bad as it looked, it looked much better than when Malik Willis was at quarterback. Much better. Tannehill had two touchdowns. Nick westbrook Akine. Uh, had a monster day. Nobody started him unless you have him in best ball, and that's why you play best ball. Uh, Derrick Henry didn't do anything on the ground. Denver just said, we're not going to let you do anything. Malik Willis came in there and fumbled. Uh, Traylon Burks, nothing. Robert Woods, nothing, Berger. nothing, 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 nothing. nothing. From the Denver side of the ball, Cortland Sutton six for sixty-six, and nobody else did anything. That we started, Greg Dolchich, nothing. Melvin nothing, Gordon man. dropping passes, nothing from him. Just a nothing burger all the way around. Russell Wilson with the QBR of twenty-two point four, uh, just awful. Sacked six times. 286 yards, kind of saved his day, one touchdown, one pick, just not good. And Jalen Virgil, not Virgin, Jalen vir- I mean, damn it, you got me saying Virgin. Jalen <laughs> Virgil caught the touchdown pass for Russell Wilson. Anything you want to say about these two awful teams? Well, no, me, man. Okay, it was, all right. it was, a, it was a terrible three. game. Tennessee let me stop before Tennessee fans get mad. Ray, watch the game. Tennessee six they're six and three, but you can't watch that t- offense and think this is good. Like that it, it's it's not good. Yes, you're six and three, but it ain't good at all. Yeah. At all. Yeah. At they they want a game, I they want a game
0: at home versus the worst scoring offense in the NFL. Well, I mean, when you score two touchdowns, you'll do that because the Denver Broncos can't score at all. Like you mentioned, Russell Wilson didn't look much better. You know, he got the yardage because he had to throw. Like I talked about it, the Tennessee Titans have one of the best rush defenses in the league. But, you know, Russell Wilson still couldn't get it done, couldn't get the ball to anybody outside of that touchdown to Jalen Virgil. Basically was ineffective overall. Kendall Hilton had a decent game. He got the the ball to some backs, but, I mean... not much else to say there. Malik Willis, thank God he's not starting. Tennessee Titans have an actual shot now. And Tannehill looked fine. You know, there's that broken play to Nick westbrook akine which again on the other side, a big touchdown. But we'll yeah. see. I mean, Traylon Burks got on the field. He looked okay at times. Um, he needs to kind of develop in that offense. He needs more time, I think. And I think this is great. I think he'll be fine. Yeah, fun. I think he'll be fine.
1: It's just a low, like they just it's just no not volume. a good offense, man. There's no creativity. Um, The route combinations aren't sophisticated. Say what you want about, well, we talked about how bad, like, Chicago stuff is, but at least they're scheming some stuff to get people open. Tennessee, they're just like, we're just going to line up, and there's no offensive creativity. You know what's coming. It's going to be a heavy dose of Henry. They'll try to play action and run deep dig routes across the middle or or bomb it deep. It's just no – just no creativity with that offense. I don't know who the OC is in Tennessee, but listen, they're six and three. I'm not going to call them fraudulent because they have a really good defense. They have a really good defense, and that's with yeah. they were missing Jeffrey Simmons. They were missing multiple yep. defenders, and Russell Wilson still couldn't get it done, man. Like he just looks bad. Somebody said Russ looks like Taylor Heineke just throwing up prayers <laughs> every day. Maybe. Kind of does. does it does like, throws up a lot of prayers before game, in game, after game. Uh, just where are you at with him and that? Like, do you even want Russell Wilson? Like, do you, do you think here's the thing, Jay, they're stuck with him for till like yeah. 2025. Like there's no out, there's no out. So that's the only reason why I wouldn't move them is
0: because they're stuck with him. And so you're going to have multiple opportunities for him to get right. And then I think that Russ pedigree of what he is could provide a better sell window for you than if you were to try and move him right now.
1: Oh, man. Did you see Matt Ryan run? I thought he was going to rip off like a 50, 60-yard touchdown run. Matt Ryan, and you know he thought so, too, because when he was going to the sideline, he cut that shit up. He was like, I'm trying to get in the zone. Matty Ice ain't ran like that in probably years, years, years. But the Indianapolis Colts, Jeff Saturday got it done versus my Las Vegas Raiders. Matt Ryan, 21 for 28. Uh, Mike uh, from 4D said it earlier run Jonathan Taylor and start Matt Ryan. Who would have thought? uh, uh, Difficult coaching decisions there. JT, Remember, I think he was like RB eight. Nobody wanted JT. Sell Jonathan Taylor. His career was over. Twenty two for one forty seven. Let everybody know on that sixty six yard touchdown run. And uh, he looked good to me. Looked like the top running back in in dynasty to me. Jay, you taking Kenneth Walker over JT? You taking ETN uh, over JT? You doing that? Uh, yeah, I, bet I don't, you're I don't not. think. I don't, uh, I don't. I don't think, think so. I'm doing that. Yeah, I don't, I don't think, think, think I'm doing that. Oh,
0: Mm-mm. some are bolder than I, and I understand that. But yeah, I would be taking Jonathan Taylor. I think Jeff Saturday did provide a spark that team needed, obviously bringing in Matt Ryan and actually starting him was very beneficial for the team. 21 for 28, 222 through the year, and a touchdown to Paris Campbell. They looked really good. They had balance again. But the thing is, Ray, people need to remember this. The Raiders have one of the worst defenses in the league. I this is not know. Like, it's awful. This, this is not a, they have a resurgence, yeah, I they're get back. It. They're four and five, but Matt Ryan looked good against one of the worst defenses in the league, and yes. this is important because we would have started Michael Pittman and Paris Campbell if we knew Matt yeah. Ryan was starting. We didn't really know that Sam Ellinger was expected to start. So I'm not saying they're back, but they're looking good, and they have momentum. And I think that speech <sighs> Jeff Saturday made at the press conference talking about how he's still, you know, he's still a guy that wants to win, wants to help this team win, was important. And getting this big win on the road is great for the team going forward. I think
1: they continue to build off it. Ooh, Sean Payton getting that Raiders job. No, no, let him, him chill ta- for the Dallas Why would job. He t- let him chip he for he the Dallas the job. job, bro. He's coming to yeah. Dallas. We're going to bring him back. We're going to bring him back. Devontae Adams, nine for 126. Literally nobody else to throw to. Mack yeah. Hollins, if you started him this week, sad trombone because he did absolutely nothing. Um, nobody did anything. Josh Jacobs had a bunch of touches, scored a touchdown. Good for Josh Jacobs, but this Raiders team is just bad. Derek Carr. How? You see him crying at the like, press conference. What happened? How did this? Is it McDaniel's? Now I know I got that that McDaniel right. <laughs> McDaniel's. Is it him? Is it Carl? What is going on? I mean, and and, so, and to be fair, to be fair, they showed the draft picks that Gruden and Mike Mayock made, yeah. and like none of them are on the team. They just cut Abram. Cleveland Farrell's terrible. Like the only one that's worked out has been Max Crosby, I believe, during that yeah. time. Uh, what is going on with this? Is, is Carr cooked?
0: I don't know if he's cooked, but, you know, I don't know if you saw the spray chart for Derek Carr, and I believe that Carr only completed one pass of more than 10 yards, like more than 10 air yards, which is just obscene in today's NFL, especially when they were playing from behind, it seemed like for a lot of this game. Now, they did get up late, but. I mean, outside of that, it's just been a lot of short dump-offs. He threw a ton of passes to Josh Jacobs that went absolutely nowhere. And a lot of it was because of pressure. But clearly, the lack of creativity and the lack of playmakers in this offense has Carr struggling. Last year, he played well with Waller and with Hunter Renfro. And even to some degree, some other players were making plays for them. Now they have Adams. They struggled to get him the ball for a few weeks. Now those guys are out. They get Adams the ball, but there's nobody else of consequence that can get open. So now they're screwed in a situation where if they can't run the ball or just score touchdowns with Devontae Adams, there's really nothing they can do. And it's easy to blame Derek Carr. I think it is on uh, Josh McDaniels a little bit because he has to scheme these guys open and work with what he has. But at the end of the day, like this team is just bad. Like they're two and seven right now. They're literally going to get the number two overall pick. There's no reason for them to try and win games at this point. They should be trying to get that top one or two pick. And I believe Derek Carr is out in his contract, so they can That's even get rid of him if they want to.
1: Insane that they're going to be picking that eye, man. But we—they're going to draft CJ Stroud. We watched, watched them ruin him.
0: They're going to ruin them. We've watched them with nine. Well, it's interesting. Do you think they would take Stroud? Well, I guess they wouldn't have their choice, but do you think they would take Stroud over Young if they
1: had the choice? I feel here's, like
0: McDaniels would want here, that Alabama quarterback. Here's the
1: thing. I think if he's there, I think Stroud will end up going one because he fits the mold of a more prototypical quarterback, the size. Um, I, I think people will be concerned about Bryce Young. He's still my QB one. But watch the Raiders. The Raiders, are do- who's, is, is Al Davis still there? Uh, uh, uh Mark Davis. Which Davis is it? Which Davis is it? Is it? You're on mute. You're on mute. You're on Mark mute. Mark Davis is the one who owns the team. Yeah, but Al Mark Davis Dave, is dead. Like he's Mark, the Dave, Mark Davis. Mark Davis. Watch him take Will Levis. Watch. Watch him just. What's crazy take, too is the Raiders Will beat Le- the Texans, right? So Will they Levis. even have the tie break I bet you they take Will Levis. I just have a, a feeling they would do it and just be another colossal failure of a pick. They can't take Bryce Young because the here's the here's the rationale. Our O-line is not that good. We'll get him hurt. We need a bigger quarterback that can withstand these yep. hits. Let's take Will Levis at, at number two overall. Woof. I feel it coming, man. I, I feel it coming, Jay. I feel it coming. All right. Let's go to Arizona and L.A., the battle of the backup quarterbacks, John Walford versus Colt McCoy. And cue up the Colt McCoy over Kyler Murray. Uh, Kyler Murray quotes that I saw floating around there. Get out of here. Um, but Colt, Colt McCoy did his job. Like, This is what you want out of your backup quarterback, to be Colt McCoy, to be Cooper Rush, to go out there and do your job when the starter's not there. And you know what he did, Jay? You know what I appreciate about Colt McCoy, which is one of the more underrated things that happened this Sunday? He didn't look at anybody else. He said uh, DeAndre Hopkins and Rondell Moore. That's all I'm throwing to. Nuke had 14 targets. Rondell had 13, and both of them crushed it for fantasy. Nuke 10 for 98, Rondell 9 for 94, and there are a lot of people out there, Jay. Ah, Rondell can't keep this up once Hollywood gets back. Looks pretty good to me. Rondell looking good. pretty good to me, Jay. James Conner had two touchdowns. Akers, did you know Acres played? I saw him get no. on the field. You didn't know that. I saw him I get on the I, field and I, I, I thought it was I thought it was two years ago. I was like, what up? This has got to be a replay. This is this is not a current game. Akers was in there. He didn't do shit, but he was in the game taking carries. Kyron Williams, all that talk about him being the guy, not a burger from Whoa. him. Um, and then there's really not a lot to talk about. Uh, we talked about Cooper Cup, uh, unfortunate injury, and I'm with you. If he's got a high ankle sprain, why even th- this team is done. The Rams are done. They're three and yeah. six. They're not winning the division. This is a bad team. A bad offensive line. No weapons anywhere. What happens with the Rams after this season? What dude? Is, is I, McVay their there?
0: Team is, this is the their biggest. team is so depleted, man. Like they, they have don't nothing. Picks.
1: They don't have picks. They don't have, they have, they don't have talent. I, I'm. I am. I think there's a world in which McVay just deuces after this year. Like I just, would. I like would you say what, what do you do with Cooper? Like, if Cooper Cup's out for the rest of the season now, he's only 29 years old. He'll be 30 next season. He's not an old receiver at all. Is there is there any concern that without McVeigh and without the magic that was last year, Cooper Cup is more what he was pre Stafford, an 1,100 yard receiver, opposed to the 1,800, 1,900 yard monster? And if that's the case, if that is. One of the potential outcome ranges for Cooper Cup with this debacle of a team, what are you doing with him in Dynasty? Are you out there acquiring Cooper Cup? Are you selling him for first rounders? Like, what are you doing with him? Like, just think that this season is probably a lost year.
0: I mean, you have to just take it for what it is, right? He's second in the league in receptions. He's fifth in yards. He's tied fifth in touchdowns. Like, he's having a great year. It's not that he's having a bad one. It's just the offensive line is bad. Stafford is bad. And the situation is terrible for the Rams right now. You have to imagine they have to do something, right? Like, I don't know... What their game plan would be, but they have a ton of assets. Like you know, we say they have nothing, and that's somewhat true. But if they wanted to ch- trade Jalen Ramsey, they could trade Jalen Ramsey, they could trade Cooper Cup, they could. I mean, Aaron Donald would probably retire, so they couldn't man, trade him. Yeah, uh, but
1: I, I mean, outside some of, out of that, they, they not have a lot. No trade. I don't know, man. That's a lot of money to just be like for another team. to – I mean, maybe, it may be, but, but uh, they gotta do something, right? Like, so, they, so I'm asking they have you, to. what do they do? What do they are they, they can't run it back with this squad. I, no. I don't. But I think I'm they just, have to. I'm just throwing it out there, either. man. I don't know. If, I don't know if McVay's If I'm McVeigh, why do I want to be there? That dude's younger than me, I man. Would. He can go. He can go broadcast for a couple of years and pick wherever he wants to go in a couple of years. He can just chill, let shit play out, go take over for Bill Belichick in New England. I, I don't. I, I'm just. This is this is this is a rough team. They're in they're in a bad boat, Jay. They're in a bad boat bad boat yeah the Rams. I, don't, I don't know where they go because
0: again you're they sold out for the championship they got it but now they're they last it. in the division last like that's you know a fall from grace we never saw They're eighth right now in terms of picks in terms of picks at three and six there's a lot of teams at three and seven too and they don't so even have that some pick. Five weeks they end. don't even have yeah, that pick. they don't have that pick but they don't, they mean, don't have a had, pick i don't think who, for who has a few that years. pick
1: the giants in the Stafford Detroit. trade yeah
0: yeah it's the staffer trade like it's I don't man. know what they do from here man. They don't have anything. Like they just don't. They have a lot of like a few highly paid stars and no draft picks. And that's I don't they, like they they could be looking at a 5 to 6 year rebuild because they still have no picks. It just depends on how do they move these assets for potentially some draft capital who like you mentioned are very highly priced. Maybe they can eat some of that money for a few years because they do have a ton of it but I don't know what the hell they're going to do. They just have so many holes and everyone's so many asking issues. Jay, what's road.
1: he worth in dynasty? What is he? Everyone's I don't think if I sent you two first for Cooper cup today, would you take it? Oh, you have to. But the question would you, is, would you send your first for Cooper
0: cup right now? Probably not. I mean, probably not. Right. You probably should, but you're probably not going to.
1: Uh, I don't know. I, I, right? Uh-oh. Mike said immediately. He's talking and about me- the two. They're talking about the two first, though. They're talking about
0: the two first. Two yeah, first. Two, yeah, you're Yeah, up You're doing
1: that. that. What about the one f-
0: first? Is where a a first He has two, first has to be valued first
1: and first. two seconds. A first and a second. A first, second, and third. A first and two second. I mean, I'm just asking, and this isn't maybe like if you're contending and you lost Cooper Cup. You, 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 we're doing a lot of guessing here because we don't. We're talking about McVeigh leaving. We're talking about like none of us know any of that. This that's pure speculation. But this is um, I don't know, man. I have no idea. I sold Cooper Cup going into the season, and I was fine nice. with it. Um, we'll see how that plays out. Let's hit on this final game real quick, Jay. Uh, the Jimmy Garoppolo-led 49ers, man, on the on the back of Elijah Mitchell back in the building. An old GQ staple, Eli Mitchell with 18 for 89, out-toting CMC who was just plodding his way to 2.7 to carry. Um, but the Niners got it done versus the—and uh, they're depleted, man. The Chargers, no Mike Williams, yeah. no Keenan Allen. We get it. They, they are depleted. They have no running game of consequence. The entire offense is throw to Austin Eckler short, take shots to Josh Palmer down the field. DeAndre Carter did have a big game. Joe Everett, you talked about him being hurt. But Herbert, man, QBR of 37.1. 21 for 35. Everybody will highlight the great throw to DeAndre Carter, but he wasn't good this game. 196, averaging 5.6 yards an attempt. One interception. I mean, just... It's it's rough cuz you you look at it and you're like man they need they they have nobody. Like they have they have no ground game, they have no receivers that can just go get it, right? Palmer's fine. I'm not I'm not here to shit yeah. on Josh Palmer. He's fine. But in terms of like real NFL, does he strike fear in any defense like a Stephon Diggs, like a Justin Jefferson? Absolutely not. Like they they need it they need a dude, man. They need Keenan they
0: need Mike. Well, they, they they got dudes, right? But they're not healthy. Did you know that the Chargers are paying the most money to wide receivers in all of the NFL? And, you know, no. where are they? They're on the sidelines, right? You want to know who's number two, actually? Who? The New England Patriots. Um, <laughs> So, say what you want about that situation. So, here's my thing, Ray, with the Chargers. And we, got, we, we talked about Brandon Staley. I actually think he had a pretty decent game, calling it. And, and what they did on defense, they played pretty well. But... The biggest thing here is once they got off the script in that opening series, which they looked phenomenal early in mm-hmm. that game. Herbert was making all their throws. All the checks were great. They were making, making really good decisions. Offense was humming. After that, it was just they couldn't quite get going. Second half adjustments by the 49ers were phenomenal. Um, I believe it's second game in a row or third game in a row they've shut out their opponent in the second half. Uh, that was the biggest takeaway. You know, first half, they scored their 16 points. Second half, nothing. Massive adjustments by D'Amico Ryans and that San Francisco 49ers D'Amico front. They had been reeling Ryan's. a bit on defense.
1: Yeah. yeah. Head
0: coaching candidate. Front yes, runner for that, a lot of
1: jobs. This Nick season. Bosa is also <laughs> good. He's very, Nick Bosa is very good. I, I know, and like, he, you look at the stats. He had a sack. He had four tackles, three for a loss. But when you just talk about constant pressure, like he just had the right tackle in the backfield all night long. This defense is the real deal. And I know Frisco's sitting there at five and four, but they're a top 10 team in the NFL. And there was a yep. drive that Jimmy G had, man, where he drove him down the field. Um, they ended up punching in the end zone. But that's why Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be a starting quarterback somewhere next year, like somewhere. You, you look at whether that's uh, Atlanta could use him. Carolina is a bridge. I, I don't know, but he's going to get a starting job somewhere. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, man, uh, got gotta. He just hangs in there, man. He, you know, fifty-seven. Should have 50 had a touchdown, on. right? Should, should have. have a touchdown. Should have, should have. But Brent ten and Neyuk. two when he doesn't throw one. Shout out Jimmy Garoppolo. Brandon Ayuk looked good in that one as well, and then George Kittle on a milk carton did nothing again. George Kittle just blocking, just blocking. All they did was run the ball down their throats like constantly, yep. but. Uh, I did not know the Chargers were paying the most money to wide receivers in the NFL. That is, um, that's an interesting one. All right. Tonight, we've got the Jalen Hurts-led Philadelphia Eagles versus Taylor Heineke, Antonio Gibson, Terry McLaurin, and the Ron Rivera-led Washington Commanders. Where are we at with this game tonight, Jay? Are going to stomp hmm. a mud hole in them, put foot in ass?
0: I think that the Commanders can cover this one. It's spread? eleven points.
1: Seven 11. Points? 11 point. 11 points.
0: 11 oh, points.
1: Eleven points. Eleven points. Eleven. points. 11 points. Eleven points. Yeah, it's that, a, it's a that, widespread. I, I mean, cover. Philly should spread. win,
0: right? And they're at home. But I.
1: But the thing with Philly, you know, those second
0: halves for them are a little dicey. A little dicey. Mike, what is with Mike? He keeps talking about Christian Watts in the chat. Mike, we, we talked, talked about, about the uh,
1: We talked about the Packers early, man. They, they, yeah, we talked about them. Man, we ain't talking. We ain't talking about them anymore. I'm, I'm still no. scarred. Good. I said good win. Christian Watson got loose deep. Aaron Jones balled out. AJ Dillon balled out. Uh, we're not talking about it anymore. I'm I'm, I'm still scarred. I don't want to. I don't want to talk about Green Bay.
0: Go ahead, Jack. But yeah, I think I think Jalen Hurts will you know again make his case for MVP this this game. But outside of that, I mean, it's just going to be a divisional game. Probably be a little bit closer than we hope it to be. I think the Commanders can cover, but it's a home game for Philly. They'll be balling. Monday Night Football should be exciting.
1: I love to see the Eagles play, man. They're awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think they should cover. 11 is a large spread. But Jalen Hurts, an opportunity to improve on his MVP candidacy tonight. A.J. Brown should be in for a big night. Dallas Goddard, Washington yep. linebackers versus Dallas Goddard. He should smash tonight. Miles Sanders should have room to run. We'll see. It's going to be a lot of plot and B-Rob. Uh, we're probably going to see a lot of Brian Robinson plot his way with 15 carries for 42 yards. Probably falls into the end zone. And I guess the big thing to watch. I saw Jahan Dotson was practicing, so maybe, maybe yeah, he's we see some Jahan Dotson tonight. Uh, maybe we see a little Antonio Gibson tonight. We'll see how all that plays out. Um, but other than that, Jay, I thought it was uh, I thought it was a good weekend of football, man. I I appreciated the games this weekend. Hi, okay, buddy, have a, have a good day. Okay, little man's right here telling I me, you. I love you too, man. Little man telling me have a good day. Um. Jay, real quickly before we get out of here, uh, let me get your uh let me get your Heisman prediction. Who's winning the Heisman trophy? Let's oh. get to college. Give me your Heisman prediction real quick before we get out of here. Um, hmm. Drake May? So is, could Drake no. May win it? No.
0: Nine and one.
1: They may win the ACC. They got the His numbers are better than CJ Stroud, his numbers are better than everybody. Why not Drake May? I'm just asking. I want to get people excited. My goal is to get y'all excited for 2024 because, yes, I know y'all have already seen everybody on Twitter. Next year's class is better better than this year. It's already started. 2023, fade those picks. Nobody wants 23 picks. But 24 is pretty freaking good, man. There's some good quarterbacks there. Uh, Drake May, Hendon Hooker, and C.J. Stroud are probably leading the way, right? I, I mean, you, you spun. I, so I think that it
0: will be Stroud, though. And the only reason why I say that is because, as much as I like Drake May, it's not his year to win the Heisman, right? Man, Stroud could saying. have won it last year. Didn't win it. Stroud, if he goes undefeated, and the, the bigger thing, right, is he has that statement game versus Michigan. If he balls out against Michigan, I CJ, think he's going right? to win the
1: Heisman. You said yeah.
0: CJ. Yeah. If CJ balls out versus Michigan, I think he's going to win the Heisman. And that, that to me is the bigger thing. I think that I think the North Carolina could beat Clemson. We'll see if they beat them in that AC Championship game. But I think that I think that if, if they can beat Michigan and they beat them, maybe they beat them down a little bit. Maybe they get JSN back. I think there could be a real world where CJ has that Heisman moment right there.
1: So I'm looking at it right now. CJ on FanDuel plus 150, Hooker plus 400, Corum and Drake May tied at plus 500. And then after that, it's Caleb at plus 1200. Caleb's not going to win it. Bennett here at 1,400. I think your four Heisman finalists are probably Stroud, Hooker, Corm, and Drake May. But, man, get those 24 picks now. Get them. Get you some Drake May. Get you some Caleb. Get you some uh, Marvin Marf. Harrison Jr. My God. How good is Dude, he? How so good, good is Wide you know, receiver one, lock it in. I'm, I'm saying it now. He reminds me of Larry Fitzgerald, man. I put that out there on Twitter. He reminds me of a young Larry Fitzgerald. Marvin Harrison Jr. is that dude. All right, man. Appreciate everybody being here on this fine Monday. I hope y'all have a great start to your week. Enjoy the day. Go make it great. Jay, anything you want to say to people before we get out of here? Nah, man. Just have a good day. That's it. We're good. Monday.
0: Am I doing the intro outro today? No, 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 no. I was just giving you some solo time. I would say, though, I, w- I would go listen to Scott's pod today. So Scott dropped a pod about the tight end landscape in Dynasty, talking about the tight end threshold and how you should operate with your tight ends in Dynasty. I would go check that out. It's on the Destination Devi radio feed. So go check that podcast out. I listened to it last night. Po- uh, Scott did a great job. He's been doing a great job with his roster construction series. So I would go check out those pods. He's been dropping those once a week. And I believe he only has one more left. He's been going through quarterbacks. And I think wide receivers are next. Yep. But he did a great job on the tight ends. Great job. There on the tight it ends. Is. It was awesome.
1: Yeah, everybody, man, please hit that thumbs up button, subscribe, like the content. I appreciate every single one of y'all that wake up, engage with us. We try to make this an interactive show where we engage with y'all, so appreciate the comments. Um, Y'all have a good day. Enjoy Monday Night Football. And uh, let's get after it again on Wednesday. I don't know what we have on tap for Wednesday. Maybe we'll do a little more college stuff, look at some trades, look at some ADP, talk about some movement. Maybe we'll do something like that. A lot of people enjoyed that show, but I appreciate y'all being here. Y'all make today great. We out of this thing. Peace. Gives you that access. Make sure you subscribe to the newsletter for free ninety nine content. And if you want to get in on that action, use the promo code Wake Up over on Prospect for hundred percent deposit match up to one hundred dollars for first time users. And a brand new show dropping on the Mojo YouTube channel. Myself and Jay Rich will be talking about these players and their value from a stock market perspective every single week this fall over on Mojo.